You're listening to the Harvest Christian Fellowship Weekend Message Podcast. To learn more about our community, like what we believe and how you can take a next step, visit us online at hcfcornwall.ca or join us for one of our services this weekend, Sunday mornings at 9.15 or 11 here at 847 York Street. So we're getting excited about what's happening, but today we got to talk about what's happening today. This is the final installment of our series, uh, Expansion, There Must Be More. I've enjoyed this uh, series. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. And our, our kind of expansion, There Must Be More, comes from our verse, Psalm 118, verse 5, where David says, I called on the Lord in distress. And that word distress means the place of there must be more. He called out to the Lord, God, there must be more than the restrictions that I'm feeling right now. And the Lord answered me, the Lord answered harvest, the Lord answered us and set me into the place of expansion, in a broad place, but literally in the place of expansion. I want to pray. Father, I thank you so much, Lord, that you're doing a good work. Lord, you're bringing it to completion, that which the Lord has started, he's going to finish. Lord, thank you for uh, just the, the, the small things we're seeing right now, but we know they are leading uh, to great things. The prophet of old got ready. Uh, he was told after a time of restriction and famine that rain was coming. And he went and looked on a mountaintop and saw a cloud the size of a man's hand. And he knew that it meant there was more to come. Lord, we know, even though it's small now, There's more to come, and we just bless you for that. We thank you for that, and, Lord, we just ask you now to be with us in the rest of this service. Lord, as I challenge, as you challenge, as we challenge the people together today, Lord, that it will be received in a spirit of excitement and in a spirit of together we can do so much. I thank you for that now in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Well, I want to talk really to us as a church today. I want to talk to Harvest today. And by that, I mean, I do that every week. But what I really mean about that is the application of today's word is for us as a church. And so all along the way, I'll say to you, this is for you personally. This is for you family. This is for your workplace. This is for our city. But today I really want uh, to talk about some scriptures that apply uh, for such a time as this of what God is talking to us personally as a church and, uh, and I'll, I'll unwrap that today. As we look at the Old Testament, we're going to look at a, a character in the Old Testament named Isaac. Now, Isaac is in the middle of a, a triad of names that we hear often, and I refer to them often. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. A father, a son, a grandson. And God makes promise to this family so that Jacob, the grandson, or the father, if you want to work backwards, and grandfather and great-grandfather, But Jacob's name gets changed by God to Israel, and he had 12 sons, and each of his sons became one of the tribes of Israel. And so Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, who becomes Israel. We're going to look at the middle uh, person this morning, the person of promise, Isaac, and uh, each of the three patriarchs or these father figures that God gave promise to, God rehearsed throughout, during their lifetime, his promise of the promised land. And I want to jump in right now to Genesis chapter 26. And as I read the story and the promise to Isaac, 
I want you to really kind of listen for the phrase, in the land. In the land. It's going to be important for us today, the phrase, in the land. I'm going to say it again just to bother you. In the land. (laughs) And uh, we're going to see that these promises are for us as well, because uh, uh, I'll come to that in a minute. Let me jump in and read. There was a famine in the land, beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. There the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land, live in the land of which I uh, shall tell you. Dwell in the land, and I will be with you and bless you. For you and your descendants I will give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. And I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations shall be blessed. This promise that began with Abraham, we call it the Abrahamic promise, and it goes down through, is actually fulfilled in you and I today. God wasn't speaking of just natural Israel or the natural Jewish nation. He was talking about all who would believe, the seed of Abraham, all who would believe by faith. And that's you and I today. And so the whole world is being blessed because of a promise that was made to Abraham. And we're going to see the essence of this promise made to us today and as we're going to go into our land of expansion. Well, so... This promise is given, and Isaac is like all for it. He's going to be in both hands, both feet. And we continue reading. And because of that, then Isaac sowed in the land, put seed down in this dry ground of famine. He sowed in the land, and he reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Can I just tell you that's a good return? Uh, I think my mutual funds make something like 7% money. Um, Not the greatest, not the worst, but 100%. That's pretty good return. And the Lord blessed him. The Lord began to prosper, excuse me, the man, Isaac, began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous, <laughs> for he had many possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, and a great number of servants. And the Philistines envied him. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a time of famine. And this guy's getting his socks blessed off by God, and he's putting seed in the ground. As he begins to take his seed and put it into the desert ground, because it was famine, no rain, uh, there had been no crops. We, we don't know for exactly how long, but probably now seasons upon seasons upon seasons of dry ground. And the Philistines are watching him. You're going to do what? You're going to put your seed where? <laughs> and they're mocking And they're making fun of him, but then his crops grow miraculously. He gets this huge return, and they they don't understand, and they're angry. And so they start filling in his wells. They start filling in his source of water, not just kicking dirt in. man. They're bringing tribes of people just to really desecrate um, and, and fill up so he won't have water. Well, Isaac just digs them out. He just stays with it, stays patient. Let's pick up the story. And he, Isaac, dug another well, and he called its name Rehoboth. Now, just fun fact, Rehoboth means the place of expansion. (laughs) Just happens to be the place of expansion. He dug another well. He called its name the place of expansion. Why? For now the Lord has made room for us. He's expanded us, and we shall be fruitful 
in the land, in the land. Oh, come on. Four phrases today. I want to look at them. I want to talk to you about an opportunity that I believe God's giving us. Four times. Here it is. We need to live in the land, dwell in the land, sow seed in the land, and be fruitful in the land. Well, the land today, as we read this, is the, is the land of promise, the land of expansion, the place of breakthrough. And I believe that God is speaking to us as a church as we began this series to get ready, make the most of every opportunity, be ahead of the curve, so to speak, so we could be ready for God's expansion for us as a church as we head into this season. And so I want to talk about in the land, about being in harvest, all right? Being in the house of God, being in the place that we gather as a people. There are some amazing churches in this region, and we love them. I want to give a shout out to Motion Church today in Morrisburg. Pastor James Tripp is doing an incredible job. I had a chance to meet with him this week, and he just, on, on, on behalf of their church, wanted me to give greetings and thanks to Harvest, as he said, Harvest is, is our family. Harvest helps us, encourages us, blesses us, prays for us, and let's keep doing that and believing God for breakthrough in our region. We're talking about the land today in these scriptures as the place that God has promised of expansion, and I believe there's a spiritual expansion for us at Harvest, another level that we're going to go to. And so I want to talk to you about that and use these phrases today, and number one is live in the land. We're going to live in the land. I want you to live at harvest. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, Abraham, Isaac's father, he, he ran from the land. When he was living in God's promises where God told him it would all happen, a famine came in his day, and, and he, he ran for Egypt. He said, There's, it's hard here. <laughs> it's too hard here. I think life would be easier in another place in another way. And, and so as we read that story, we don't have time today, that for Abraham, he realized that he'd made an error, and he needed to get back to the land. He needed to get back to the place where God was, and God was blessing the house of God today. And I'm so thankful that you've chosen chosen to be a part of harvest. And God has, as we're going to see, planted you in, in the house. And look, at here's the truth of the matter right now. It's been easy going to church online. It's been easy for me. It's been easy for you. And God is saying right now, I want you to notch it up and get ready. As we get ready to come back, I want you to come back living in the land. I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. I want you to get ready to live in the land. Some are going to feel like, I don't want to come back, or I, I don't want to be in the land. I'm going to another land. And church was too hard. I remember church was like a lot of nights a week, and I was involved, and it was all this stuff. And now it's kind of like church in my hammock. I really like this. Hey, look. That's attending church, but God wants us to be the church. And by that I mean when we come together and we cooperate under the power of the Holy Spirit, which we're going to talk about in September, something supernatural takes place. You can, you can even in famine times put seed in the ground and it just comes forth. God wants to bless this region. And I know it looks like it's in famine conditions. I know it would be easier to stay home. But I'm saying, come on, God is saying it's as never before. Like never before, this isn't the time to leave church. This is the time to come to the house of God. This word live means get good with the idea. Settle in. 
<laughs> There's not another place for you to be. This is the place that God has for you. First Corinthians twelve eighteen says, God has set uh, the members, the people of the house of God, each of them in the body, just as he pleased. Do you know that when you take your place at harvest, God smiles because he saw that he had a place for you. He's made that place for you. That's why we believe that you belong here even if you don't believe uh, the way everyone else believes. There's room for you at harvest to belong even before you believe. God's saying get established as never before. Put your roots down. Make the decision. When I come back, I'm coming back. Both hands, both feet, just like Isaac. I'm getting ready to experience expansion. Well, you know, Psalms 1 verse 3 says, that person will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. He brings forth fruit in season. Your leaf will never wither, and whatever you do shall prosper. What a great promise. Get your roots down like a tree, down to the river, the river of God in the house of God. Make a decision. I'm not going anywhere. I'm coming back to harvest in strength. We say it this way at harvest. We want you to know God. And know him more each and every day. Experientially know him. We want you to find freedom from yesterday. We want you to find your purpose. Each and every one of us been designed by God with purpose. Then we want you to do your purpose as together we make a difference here at Harvest and in this region. We call uh, making these steps our dream team. When you make the decisions to put your roots down, get established, uh, we have information on something called Step 1. You can find everything about this, taking your next steps, finding out how you can do this. We will assign you, or you get to choose, and depending on the needs of the house, a team. And there are so many teams here that make harvest happen each and every week. You're watching today because a team got up super early this morning like super early this morning, to make sure this live stream is available for you. We do that because we love you. We do that because we believe as we were served, and then we begin to serve, others in the region who are unchurched will hear the good news of the gospel, and they'll be served not only by what we're doing, but ultimately by what God's going to do in their life. In order for expansion to take place, you've got to live in the land. Number two, then God said to Isaac, I, I don't want you to flee. I want you to live here. And then he says, I want you to dwell in the land. And as I read this, it really caught my attention because I thought, dwell, live, live, dwell. What's the difference? Isn't it the same? And the word dwell here means sojourn. And it's a word that we don't use in the English very much. And uh, we need to go to the New Testament in Hebrews, and it actually interprets the Scripture for us. And that's what Scripture does. It interprets itself. That's how we know what the Scriptures mean. It talks about itself all the time and references itself. And here it says, by an act of faith, he, Abraham, lived in a country promised him. He lived as a stranger camping in tents. Isaac, we're reading about him today, and Jacob did the same. Because they had the same promise, living under the same promise. Abraham did it, did what? He sojourned, he dwelled in the land. He did it by keeping his eye on the unseen city with real, eternal foundations, a city designed by God. We live here now, and sometimes we can lose sight of why we do what we do, because being busy for the Lord is busy. And, and that's, yeah, all of us would love more free time. All of us would love more relaxation time. But I believe this time kind of being at home has kind of stirred our hearts to say, but I know there's more. And it's not just more for right now in the moment. 
It's more for eternity. And what God was saying is, I want you to live in the land, but living is temporary. It's short term. We're here for however many years God might grace us with. But ultimately, we were designed for eternity. Harvest, that's why we preach the gospel. We don't want people to be separated from God in, in, a, in a godless eternity. We want people to be with God for all eternity. That's why we do what we do. It's because there is an eternity. There is a heaven. There is an existence after this one. And it's even more real than this one, the Bible says. And Abraham, how did he make it? He kept one eye on here and one eye on there. And he said, I'm doing what I do. Because he is the God of eternity. We will spend eternity with him. Hey, come on. How many people can we take with us? How many people? Come on, Harvest, think about it. How many people will come in and become sojourners with us? Number three, Isaac sowed in the land. This morning's seed represents anything that you have in your hand that could come under one of these three classifications, your time, your talents, and your treasures or your finances. Yeah, I'm going to talk about money. Don't get afraid. The Bible talks about money so often. All that kind of defines us can be defined by money because of commerce and buying and selling. As we think about our time and our talent and our finances, our treasures today, there's two things you can do with it. You can just like seed in the ground, just like a farmer. I want you to see the analogy. I don't have time to show you this morning. So much I want to tell you. But in the Bible, seed represents finances, your efforts, your time, and what, you're, what God has created you to be good at. Now, there's a couple ways you can, two, two things you can do with your seed. You can eat your seed. <laughs> you can eat your seed. You can turn your corn into flour or, you know, your oats, and, and you can uh, eat your seed. Or you can plant your seed, and you can be assured of a harvest of more seed down the road. If you were here in the room today, I'd say, say more. And at home, I can hear you saying, more. I'm keeping you you in line this morning, listening. And and we're focusing together today in these few moments that we have. What is God saying to us? He's saying, live in the land, dwell in the land, sow now in the land. Well, Isaac took some seed in famine time. And if you ever need seed, it's during famine. If you ever need money, it's when you need money. (laughs) Can I just say it this way? Um, I've never met anybody that had extra money. I've never met a human being that had disposable money. I've talked to people that said, oh, pastor, someday I'm going to win the lottery, and I'll give lots of money to the church. And I'm like, God doesn't need your money. I'm not asking for your money, but there is principles about the seed. There are principles about finances. And God isn't waiting for you to win the lotto so you'll have some money. Let's just settle it. No such thing as extra money. There's no such thing. The context of this story is money or seed in the time of famine. Money when there's not enough money. Think about it. He's talking about money when there's not enough money. We're living in a time of restriction right now. There's not enough seed. There's not enough money. You have a choice. You can either hold on to your money or you can enter in to a supernatural moment 
and begin to sow or place some of your money into the ground or into a purpose, into God's purposes. Isaac was faced with a dilemma. I have a little. Do I eat it? Do I sow it? He decided to sow. The onlooker said, you're crazy. He said, no, I'm a Christ follower. I have a promise from God. I'm believing for a breakthrough. You live in the land, you dwell in the land, but you've got to sow in the land if you're going to the land of expansion. You know what? As a church, we've sowed in the land many, many, many times over these 18 years. God has given us many challenges and many opportunities to literally invest into the promises of God. And every time we've seen God supernaturally bring forth to those giving and to the ultimate cause of what we gave to far beyond (laughs) what the dollar amounts suggested we could. 18, uh, during these 18 years, one of my uh, ones that were so fun was we came into this building in 2005, and uh, 90 of us, and uh, I mean, just not a lot of people, not a lot of seed, but we gave what we could, and God allowed us to move into this building. Very quickly after the school building, and I'm pointing toward it, uh, I'm on camera today, but if you were in the building, you would know I'm pointing to the former St. John Bosco Elementary School. That was across our parking lot, and every we we, received, we took our time. We would receive our giving uh, each and every week, and kind of the way we did it back in the day. And and I would take a moment. I would say, I want everybody to stretch your hand out toward that building because God's going to give it to us. And I'm not sure how, but I know He will. And two years after that, and we were just barely getting started here, um, God dropped into our heart that if we would sow into the land, if as a church we would purchase that building, uh, that God would do great things with it. And we did that. And God secured not just future, uh, you know, think of this, the seed went into the ground, and now, I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of children have been served uh, under the spirit of heart of the family. And it's been able to bless in so many ways today. But back then, we had no idea. It was a famine. We were in our second year as a church. What do two-year-old churches do? Oh, they buy elementary schools. <laughs> no, they don't. But yes, we did. And God made a way uh, possible uh, uh, for us to do that. Why? Because he wanted us to live in the land, expand the land. Just for now? No, also for eternity. Two futures. We want to live and we want to dwell. Two futures. Think about it. When we sow seed, we're sowing for two futures. The future of our children and our grandchildren and the future of eternity. He sowed uh, in the ground. I'd like just to tell you about an opportunity that I believe God's giving us right now to sow, to get ready for our next expansion. And uh, as, as I talk about and we pray about money, I want to give you this verse. We live by this verse here at Harvest. Just if some of you are getting nervous, he's going he's gonna to give I think that Sarah McLaughlin is going to come and sing at any moment. And uh, we're going to have to give some money and feel bad about it. I love Sarah McLaughlin. I wish she was here today to sing a song about puppy dogs and, and offerings. But she's not because we don't do it like that. <laughs> and and, uh, and look at Second Corinthians tells us how you're to get ready uh, for an expansion offering. You, you, not me, you must decide in your heart how much to give. I'm giving nothing. That would be up to you. To decide. 
There's no coercion. We've never done that at Harvest. We're not going to start now. We're, we're not, we don't, we don't, we don't see these miracles by coercion or slick campaigns. We believe that if God is speaking, you will hear God. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. And hopefully there isn't any and there never will be. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. God smiles and says, I'm excited about what I'm going to do for you when you put some seed in the ground during famine. When you decide the amount. And I believe what Christine and I do as husband and wife is we pray about it. And what, well, how much do you think we should give in the expansion offering? We take a week where we don't talk about it. At the end of the week, we write it down on a little piece of paper. We exchange papers. Sometimes they're the same. Sometimes they're different. And when they're different, we talk about it some more until we're on the same page as husband and wife. Well, what we want to do, and there's a bunch of stuff we have to do in this expansion offering. We're going to tell you at the end of the service how practically you can do this, but we're going to use online pledging throughout the summer and then ask that all the pledges be collected uh, by Labor Day weekend in September. And uh, I'm asking the Lord for a minimum of $40,000. That's our beginning point. We can grow from there, uh, but that would be a start point. You say, Pastor Roy, what are you going to do? What are we going to do? What's the church going to do? What's the expansion offering going to do with $40,000? Well, first of all, some practical needs. We want to get the house ready. It's not ready. We have a lower auditorium that needs to get ready for our children. It needs to be painted. It was painted, but it was years ago, and we got ready in an expansion time for young people. Uh, but we want to uh, get our lower auditorium, and much of the lower auditorium was disrupted for, because of our heating expansion, and we just want a fresh coat of paint all through the lower auditorium. We need some new flooring uh, through much of the lower auditorium to get ready Uh, for our children. Hey, they're coming. In September, we want to hit the ground running when we open and open with children's ministries. Our kids have been watching videos online long enough, and they need to get together, be together, pray together, worship together. We love our children. We love family, and we want to get ready to do that. There's some need here. We need some additional seating in our cafe, some permanent seating along the outside walls um, that would be just cohesive for when we come in and we learn to come in one door and we've been going out one door. A lot of churches have a funnel area where everybody has to pass through. Now, during COVID, that's not a good thing to have. But during masks off, smiling faces, you belong. It is ideal to have a place where you can meet somebody, you saw the back of their head, they're new to church, and you just want to know their name, connect with them. Our cafe area was designed for that, and but it's not proven to be really conducive uh, to meet people and just hang out for a few minutes, not a long time, but a few minutes after church. And uh, so we want to make some changes to our cafe area and the excellence that Harvest is known for so that we can uh, continue seeing people belong uh, and, and believe and, and just feel like they fit in here to Harvest. We want to increase our online capacity. The Standard Freeholder just recently did a, an article. They just blessed us by doing that and wanted to know how, how church worked during COVID. Um, and, uh, and so I just appreciate that. Shout out to the Standard Freeholder today, specifically Tom Hamilton, Todd Hamilton, who's probably watching today. Todd, we just love you and appreciate you and all that you do here in the city. And, and uh, thank you so, so very much. And what we've recognized is 
There will never be, um, uh, the, 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 the online experience will never be instead of uh, the room experience. But there are so many people that have come to Harvest in the last uh, over a year now, 14 months, whatever it is, during the pandemic, that came to Harvest online. You're watching today. I can't wait to meet you. I met some of you at the cleanup day, serve day. I can't wait uh, for us to come back in greater numbers than we left as we live, as we dwell, as we're getting ready to sow. And the online, what we've learned is the online uh, experience is like a door into the Harvest Auditorium. It's not a real door, but it's a door many people are taking right now that wouldn't otherwise have come to church, but now will because they came through our virtual door. We feel it's important to continue investing in order to do that. And unfortunately, that equipment is super expensive. We have invested, as you uh, can watch our stream over this past year, it has changed and has really grown an excellent shout-out to the team, shout-out to uh, Ryan and to Karen, who do such an amazing job. But we're not going backwards when it comes to online production. We are moving forward. I met a lady this week and said, please tell me you're going to continue your online stream. I'm not able to come to church. I'm telling you this morning, yes, we're continuing our online stream with the hopes, two things, that people will find through this doorway that they will come and be a part of a community in real real time and real life. We're also recognizing that we have the capacity to fulfill a promise of God at the inception of this church that there would be harvest satellite campuses, satellite churches uh, throughout this region. We believe that we're approaching the time to begin launching that very, very soon. Now, I don't know how soon. I don't have a date for you. We're getting ready. This is an expansion offering to make room for what God is doing, Rehoboth. What we believe, once we have this ongoing, we need to get some more equipment, is that we can then uh, translate our live stream that people see online into a remote area, into a community where we rent a facility and put a large screen and ask people to come together, gather together. And as we begin gathering people in remote, when I say remote, off-site from Cornwall, I don't mean remote like 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 you know, a Callowit remote. I mean, just remote, not here, but there, we can then stream our service as it's happening here in real time into that area. And then as that group of people begins to grow and that church begins to be defined, we can begin then fleshing out that local church as it takes place. Think about it. Seed for future churches. As we as we invest in production equipment, cameras, and a production room that is just kind of MacGyvered right now. But we need to invest large sums of money, seemingly, uh, for long-term gains and goals, all right, as we target communities for local churches that will be just like Harvest. Who knows, some of you may go and be a part of a dream team in another community and begin believing God for the planting of a church. God wants to give our, our time, our talents, and our treasures for more. And you might say, Pastor, Pastor, why do we do more? 
Why don't we just come to church like everybody else does? Why is it so busy? I don't know if I want to live here. Hey, I'm going to challenge you. If you live here in the land of more, I promise you God will never let you be bored. You will live life thinking I've got significance. I've got something to contribute. You're going to see people be touched by the Spirit of God. And then we dwell. We don't just live here for a few years. We are doing it for an eternity. And we don't want people going into eternity with Without knowing God. I'm asking, would you consider now sowing in the land so that there could be more? You say, Pastor, I don't know. It's hard attending church in a more church, I know, but it's the only way I know to do it. It's the only way God has told us to do it. I know there are cheaper churches to go to with your time, your talent, and your treasures. I know we're an expensive church when it comes to time, talent, and treasures. And by the way, you can belong here without giving any time, talent, or treasures. I'm talking about God stirring your heart today to believe more. Why? Because we're not done in the land. He said to Isaac, I want you to be fruitful in the land. I believe in multiplication. I believe that God wants to take our little bit. When we purchased that building next door, we had no idea of the ramifications of what would happen in the future, and we won't have a full idea until a day in heaven. Now, for now, the Lord has made room for us. And we shall be fruitful in the land. Harvest our stories, not over. God is still telling our story. I'm inviting you this morning. Be a part of our story and sow in the land. I just love you so much. I love the people that God has gathered that have said, Pastor, come on, let's go. Let's expand. Let's get ready for what's ahead of us. I want to pray for you today. Father, I just pray right now. Lord, as we live in the land, dwell in the land, sow in the land, we're going to be fruitful. We've enjoyed a level of fruitfulness, but there's more to come. Lord, each one listening today, I pray that they'll know how much to give in their heart. And Lord, we'll see miracles take place. I want to pause this prayer for a moment, look at you in the camera. If you're here today, come on. You're a part of the promise given to us in Harvest that people would hear about Jesus and they would know that Jesus went to a cross so that you wouldn't have to be separated for all of eternity from God. We believe in a real heaven and a real hell. But God never designed hell for people. He designed it for the devil and his demonic hordes that are attacking people each and every day. We believe that God put his anger on Jesus on the cross so that you would know there's a clear pathway to you to the, your everlasting arms of your heavenly Father if you've never made a decision to turn and receive God's love for your life. I would love for you to do that today. Pray a simple prayer like this with me. Just pray it after me. Dear Jesus, thank you that you love me. I invite you into my life. Forgive my sin. I'm excited that I was made for more than what I'm experiencing. There's more than this, what I have today. I'm hearing today. There's something for me I want to be a part. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, would you just text it um, to uh, 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 our number today? And we would love just to hear about that and and rejoice with you because the Bible says even the angels rejoice. Harvest, I can't wait to be with you in the room. God bless you. I want you just to listen now so you can hear how to practically put your seed in the ground. Have a great week.